Hey, Sarah. Um, so today we have a guest, and her name is Jane, and she's super great, and she's going to talk to us a little bit about women in STEM and like post what she's doing post-grad, because she's also graduating. So here's Jane. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yes. Please. Hello. I'm Jane Gatzmeyer. Uh, I am majoring in systems engineering with minors in mathematics and electrical and computer engineering Ooh. <laughs> what a mouthful uh but yeah i also lead young life and starting a blog with my friends and i like to hike and cook and eat food but yeah i'm a woman in stem and i'm graduating in may cool yeah um what part in stem so you actually you just said that engineering. Yeah, so I so. am in engineering. Yeah. Specifically systems engineering and computer engineering. What made you kind of want to do that? So I came to the University of Arizona as an undeclared major. And I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And so then I said, I guess I'll just do engineering because I know I can do it. Cool. And then I can do whatever I want when I graduate. Yeah. And so then I picked systems engineering because it seemed like the most applicable to business outside of engineering. What is systems engineering exactly? Excuse me? So systems engineering is kind of a big picture of everything. So you could do, you could manage software systems or you could manage compute like electrical systems or you could manage any kind of system it's just it looks at how pieces fit together and it primarily works on the design side of Mm. projects cool um do you have anything lined up post-grad for you i don't i'm currently on the job hunt cool do you have a certain like sector or area that you're looking for yes so i really like software so i am looking to go into that field more on the design and management side and less on the sitting at a computer and hashing out some code. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know, do you want to stay in Tucson? Do you want to leave? What's the... Yeah, so I'm looking at moving to Seattle. There's a lot of tech stuff happening there and I have a lot of family that lives there. So I'm in the process of applying up there. If that doesn't work out, I'll probably stay in Tucson. Awesome. That's so cool. You have some sort of a plan, so that's great. Yeah, yeah a little bit, you know. <laughs> um, being a woman in STEM, what challenges have you faced? Like, just being a program that's mostly male-dominated. Yeah, so it's been very interesting. It hasn't been as challenging as I expected it to be when I found out that there's only 20% women in engineering. Yeah. Um. But I'm also in the one type of engineering that has quite that has more women than the rest, um, and that has lent itself to me being with more women in my class. But then my minor is in electrical engineering and computer engineering, which there have been times where I've looked in around in a class of fifty and counted five girls. Now, there could have been girls absent that day or whatever, but it's just very interesting to look around and see that. And I remember one in one lab, my lab partner, Katie, we 
always were asking questions, but they were kind of like dumb questions. Like we knew the how to do the actual stuff, but then it was always like something little. And I remember our TA always just kind of like talked to talked down to us. But we always finished first. We always got A's. Like we yeah. knew what we were doing. And I distinctly remember him walking up to the whiteboard and seeing our like lab table number down that we needed a question and he like audibly sighed and that was really the first time yeah that was like sophomore year and that was the first time I'd ever really felt like okay does he like does he see me as a woman or does he see me as an engineer yeah and so that was a very interesting experience because we both were like what the heck like we are good at this class yeah we are competent but that was the first time where I felt like someone looked at me and didn't Mm -hmm. see that I was competent as a female have you had other experiences like that or was that kind of that was the big one there's been like a couple experiences just with like classmates Mm -hmm. um in those ece classes primarily the systems classes is like probably 30 70 so there's quite a few more girls in there and those classes are less collaborative um but yeah it's interesting how, okay, so, like, you've had that experience now, so how do you kind of, like, move forward? Are you more cautious, or are you, like, do you act differently, or are you just, like, I'm just going to do the same thing because I'm, I'm me? Yeah, I kind of just <clears throat> go through it and do the same thing. I've yeah. just found that I just look around and there's less girls. Yeah. <laughs> which is so interesting because I've kind of had that this whole time, and then I'm in a class this semester that has a lot of public health and some other majors it's like a writing course and there's like more girls than boys Mm -hmm. which just blew my mind because I didn't even know that really existed Uh, sorry all good um yeah that's interesting I'm actually having that first experience this semester like I in the finance lab and all like most of the people are dudes like the four girls that are in that class have all just kind of congregated around each other (laughs) that's what happens (laughs) my like group of friends in all my systems engineering classes was four girls and a boy yeah and I knew the boy before like the four of us girls just like congregated yeah granted there's like others but yeah it's pretty interesting um do you have any advice for other women in STEM or going into STEM yeah I mean stick with it it's really cool and it's pretty a lot easier to get a job because they're looking for diversity Mm -hmm. and just stand up for yourself when you're in a group I've been in two randomly assigned groups this school year and in both of them I've been the only girl Mm. and so just like stand up for yourself and assert that you know what you're talking about and you know what you're doing and honestly, you end up being the most competent and the best leader because a lot of times girls in engineering have, or in STEM, have better social skills than a lot of the boys. Hmm. So take That's advantage really of that. That's really interesting. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, my mentor for my senior capstone project said to our class the first day, pick, you should probably pick the girl to be your team lead because she'll most likely keep you the most organized. Are you the team lead? Yeah, I'm the team lead. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Are you organized? Pretty organized. I think there's only one other girl team lead in my class. There's only four girls in my class, though, and there's six teams. Oh. Hmm. Dang. That's just wild to me that there's so many guys. It's very interesting. But that's engineering specifically. I think some sciences have 
a there. lot more girls. I like, agree. yeah, mine yeah. does for speech and hearing. It's mm-hmm. pretty much all girls. Yeah, there's maybe like three guys in all the classes, and the rest are girls. Even though it's still like STEM. Sp- yeah, speech and hearing sciences, but it's definitely mostly a female career. Yeah, yeah. And I know physiology is pretty evenly split, and nutrition I think is pretty even. But yeah. Do you think that engineering is becoming more, like, equal in, like, women and men? Or no? No. I no. think there are more women joining and, yeah. like, signing up and trying to do it. But I would not say that it's becoming more even. Okay. Why do you think that is? I think it just takes time. Yeah. And the push to have women in engineering really started maybe five, ten years ago. Yeah, that's true. So it just takes time. But it's getting there. Yeah, it's interesting. Do you think it's that, like, a lot of women don't want to do engineering or that they don't feel like they can do it because it's, like... Are they not, like, introduced to it the same way, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a lot of I'm not interested in that. Mm. Yeah. Um, Just, like, I wouldn't be interested in communications or journalism because I don't like writing yeah Yeah. um but I also think it has to do with this stigma that engineering is for boys and I think that they're trying to tear that down but it's still there yeah interesting um you said that one of the advantages for once you graduate with engineering is that they're people are looking for diversity so they're looking for more women um, are there any other advantages that you found, like, through your, throughout your college career or even in just the process of getting a job? I don't know. It's kind of fun. Yeah. I found it to be pretty fun to just be the only girl. Like, my senior design team is it's four boys and me. Mm-hmm. And it's just fun. Like, they're just the boys and then there's me. Cool. And that's been, that's been cool. It teaches me a lot about communicating with men. Interesting. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty good skill. In interesting ways. What have you, what have you found? Like, how is that different? Or like, what, how did you have to learn to speak differently? (laughs) Yeah, well, like I said earlier, just standing up for myself and believing in myself and my intelligence Mm -hmm. and that it, it does compare to theirs and theirs is not better or worse in any way, but that I can bring just as much to the table as any man could. Mm-hmm. I bet I could see it being intimidating. I know it's intimidating when more guys are in my class than girls. But, like, we have really smart girls in my class, and we're all, like, very, like, we got this. But it is, like, definitely a, a factor that's, like, more intimidating. Right. It's, like, intimidating, but it's empowering. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've found. Yeah, definitely. But, yeah, all the guys in my class are super respectful, though. I'm oh, yeah. Like, yeah, I would never say that they treat me any differently. But it's really interesting to just, like, be in that environment. environment. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, cool. Um, <laughs> what has the process kind of looked like for you getting ready for post-grad? Like, what have you been, you've been looking at jobs and housing and stuff, anything else? look like yeah so tail like fixing up my resume and mm-hmm. getting that ready um 
the hard the the biggest thing for me is setting up the like tying up the responsibilities that I have in Tucson mm-hmm. and making sure that they are gonna be okay when I leave yeah um, and so that's kind of been a big thing that I've been focusing on as well as just like how can I not tie up these relationships to like throw them away but set up the relationships that I have here to be long distance mm-hmm. yeah or what that looks like in like saying goodbye to the life that I built yeah which has been very interesting and challenging and hard mm-hmm. what yeah. does that look like how what have you been well, so I'm senior leader on my Young Life team, so mm-hmm. I am responsible for running team meetings and making sure everything runs smoothly. Yeah. And so my biggest focus this semester with that is to set them up so that when I leave, they just can keep doing the same things Yeah. and just be set up well to continue, mm-hmm. even if... It's important. Yeah. And then how about with friends? That's just been difficult. Just like talking about it. Yeah, just having open channels of communication and making it very clear that like my goal is to leave. If I don't leave, I'll be happy. I have a life here that I love. Yeah. But it's just this very weird stage of life where you want to go. Well, at least I want to go and do all these things with my life in other places. But Mm -hmm. then I don't want to leave this sweet little bubble that I'm in here. Yeah. And I gotten so comfortable. Yes, and I didn't <laughs> expect to like come across this. Mm-hmm. It's it reminds me a lot of like freshman year of college, where no one really tells you it's going to be hard. Everyone just tells you it's going to be fun and exciting. Mm-hmm. And then when you get to senior year, everyone tells you, "Oh, graduation's so fun! Like you get to be done." Yeah. But nobody really tells you like it's so sad to leave your friends. It's so sad to leave your life mm-hmm. and all the things that you have known and grown yourself. Because when you like grow up. The life is kind of built for you by your parents and then mm-hmm. you leave and you build your own life and then to, to leave that has just been an interesting experience to think about and yeah. I haven't even done it yet I probably shouldn't put as much mental energy into it as I do <laughs> but I think it's a little exhausting though because it is like she said you got comfortable here and yeah. it's like and you built your own life it's not anyone else's so it mm-hmm. would be I know it's gonna be mentally exhausting for me trying to figure that out yeah Oh, when all of us leave this house. Oh, yeah. That's going to be rough. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and then you have friends that are staying and friends that are leaving Mm -hmm. and friends that don't know what they're doing. And Mm -hmm. so then I feel like when you're in college, it's so easy to say, oh, next year I'm going to live here with these people. Or I don't know where I'm going to live next year, so I'll start asking around and see if anyone has an open room. But then in this case, there's like this person might be staying or leaving, this person's staying, so they made plans with the people they know are staying. Mm -hmm. And so then, if you do end up staying, like, I don't know where I'm going to live. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. But. When you move out of state or just far away, is it more important to find housing first or to find a job first? For me, it's to find a job, especially mm-hmm. because the cost of living in Seattle, which is really the only place I'm considering, is very high. And so to go there and just try and find like a coffee shop job it would still be really hard to make ends meet Mm. but if I go there with a job at Microsoft or a job downtown at some other tech company it won't be difficult because I'll be a salaried employee Mm -hmm. yeah and so housing can just be found after that That that's kind of why I wouldn't leave Tucson 
if I didn't have a salaried position Mm -hmm. because it would just be very stressful it would be that would be hard and moving to a new place alone and then like having to figure out how you're gonna make ends meet and like trying to find friends that's like sounds like too much so I would agree I would stay here Mm -hmm. (laughs) but would you be more excited or nervous about moving away like if you got a job there and decided to move would you be more excited about it or more scared I think if it was anywhere other than Seattle I'd be scared still Mm -hmm. really excited but scared but Seattle has always really felt like home to me because I have a lot of family there and I've I wanted to go to college up there it was just too expensive like I've Mm -hmm. always wanted to live there so I would think I would just be mostly excited a little bit nervous because it's always nerve-wracking it's to like go new. somewhere and something new, but it's mostly excited. That's cool. That's cool. Do you have any <laughs> advice for uh, the upcoming post-grad people or graduating people? Us next year? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, don't think that you have to have a salaried position right when you graduate. I know that's like what I've been saying, but you really don't have to. You can just take a couple years and figure it out and wait tables and make enough money to live like yeah it's not the end of the world um but also don't give up on even if your dream is like crazy don't give up on it don't be discouraged if you're applying for jobs and then you just keep getting declines I've applied for maybe 20 jobs and gotten declined by like six and haven't heard back from any others like I haven't even had an interview or anything and that's okay yeah. Um, but just don't get discouraged and still be confident in your in your abilities and the skills that you have. Definitely. Mm. That was good advice. Yeah, very good. So uh, do you have to, do you apply for jobs before you graduate then? Like even though you don't have the degree yet, you... Oh, yeah. Yeah, so... You're applying now. A lot of times um, large companies will have positions available that they like, set aside for graduates and so Mm. it'll say like software engineer new graduate or new grad project manager new graduate engineer and so then you're applying for the insights september october etc but you they don't expect you to start until the summer yeah because they know your graduation date because you obviously put that on your application and then also i've also been applying for some that aren't even that and just because then okay, yeah, I'm not graduated, but they're still seeing my name and they're seeing my application. And even if it's not for that position, if I apply for one later, it pops up again that I've... You've already looked. I've tried. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that companies did that. Yeah. Yeah. That's why... That's why there's like career a, fairs and stuff in yeah. September. And a lot of them are for internships, but a lot of them, too, will be for, like, full-time positions upon graduation. Oh. Yeah. That's, like... It's kind of nice. Head preparation, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of nice. I didn't go to the one in September because I didn't feel like it, and now here I am scrambling. But like I said, you don't have to have a salaried position when you graduate college. You'll just figure it out, which is totally okay. I think, yeah, I think there's a lot of pressure to, like, graduate college with a job. Mm. But I think that it, people, like, don't talk about it, but it definitely doesn't happen all Most the of time. the time. It doesn't yeah. happen a lot. Yeah. So, like... it. They put so much pressure on it, but I would say the majority of people don't graduate with a full-time yeah. position. Yeah, isn't it, up. like, 60% don't have a job 
like within the six months after graduating. Mm-hmm. I may have completely made up that statistic, but I can look it up and correct it later. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it's the majority that don't have a job like within certain months after. Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah. There's a lot. Interesting. Uh, what do you think your biggest challenge will be like in post-grad work life? <laughs> I think working eight hours a day. Mm. Everybody is like, no, please. Yeah, I did it over one summer, and it was fine. But I also had a lot of leeway because I was hourly. So if I didn't want to work eight hours, I could. I didn't have to. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I couldn't work like four hours. But if I wanted to work seven or like six and a half, nobody really cared or knew. They obviously knew, but they just didn't really care. And so <clears throat> I think like being held responsible to be there 40 hours a week because you're not like necessarily clocking your hours is going to be a little bit of a struggle and then trying to balance all the other things you want to do in your life and yeah. making friends and yeah. making friends who don't work with you mm. because I don't <laughs> know if I can just be friends with all the people that I work with. Heck no. I need some non-engineers in my life. <laughs> I love engineers, but got to get some other people mixed in there. <laughs> Just go to all the, like, like events for young people in right. your like city. Right, like the socials. Yeah, like all the social events. <laughs> Ladies Just nights. Just frequent them. <laughs> the, like, join, like, the Singles Adventures Club. Yeah, oh, there you boy. go. <laughs> Those are probably a lot of fun, though. <coughs> I bet they are, especially if you went in not, like, looking for a husband, but just, like, just looking like to hang people. out with people. yeah. yeah. Interesting. We'll see where life takes you, Jane. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting. Yeah. We'll do, like, a life catch-up episode a year from now. Yeah, Yeah, one year from now, I'll come back to Tucson, say what's up to record a life crisis. Perfect. Yep. We'll still be here, so. Oh, yes, you will. um, You said earlier that you're starting a blog. Are you planning on continuing that after graduation? Yes. So it's a collaborative blog with my friends Mm -hmm. and it's kind of, we're setting it up now and working on it a lot, but it's going to be kind of a really cool way for uh, the four of us to stay connected Mm -hmm. after graduation. Because even if I move away, um, because I think I'm the only one who's very, very serious about moving away. Two of them are definitely staying. Um, My other friend, Holland, who has been on this podcast before, doesn't really know what she's going to do, which is all good. Um, And so... It's, like, a really sweet way for us all to stay connected and continue, like, doing the stuff that we're doing. Yeah, that was a really cool idea. Yeah, I've never thought of that before, but... I like I mean, it. That, yeah, that would definitely keep you caught up on each other's lives. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. I love your group of friends. Me They're too. so fun. <laughs> I love them. You guys are so close. They make it very hard to leave. I know. Mm. That's so good, but so hard. But I'm so glad you have that in college. And maybe you'll all end up in the same city one day. Maybe. That would be fun. Yeah. <laughs> I would enjoy it. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay. Do you have anything else you would like to tell us about women in STEM or post-grad? Anything that comes to mind? If you are a woman in STEM, don't stop. Keep going. Because it's worth it. And don't be afraid to apply for the job you want even if you're missing five or six qualifications (laughs) because you never know you never know 
write good cover letters and you might catch someone's eye. There you go. Cool. Thank you so much for coming on our podcast. Thank you for having me. This was fun. Thank you. And yeah, we love hearing all about your life and postgrad and women in STEM. We haven't had anyone in STEM Mm -hmm. yet. No, I don't think at all. Which is cool. Like man, like I mean, male or female. Isaiah and stuff. Yeah. I was thinking, I was like, I think Isaiah's been on. I think that's it though. Yeah, if we're forgetting you, sorry. But I think it's just what I say, Jane. Yay. All right. Bye. Thanks for listening. Bye. See you next week. So you can find us on um, Instagram, Facebook, email. Yeah. Um, our Instagram is at podcast.qlc, and our Facebook is Quarter Life Crisis. Um, our email is also podcast.qlc at gmail.com. So send us anything yeah if you want to be on our podcast we always are looking so please hit us up please don't be afraid (laughs) all right till next time Bye. bye